Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, he is going to get a shot because we drafted Josh Allen. If we would have drafted any of the other three, mm. he never would have gotten a shot. It's the worst damn Shut sports up, it's the show, intro. period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. Hey, how you doing? You guys got to stop talking over our production. (laughs) (laughs) It rarely, (laughs) if ever, occurs. This is the worst damn sports show, period. How you doing? I'm Steve Burrell. That was Beardo. Oh, that is... Hold on. (laughs) Let's back up. (laughs) (laughs) That's Beardo. Hi. Hi, Beardo. That's Dubs. Hi, that's me. And we're going to be talking about the draft today, obviously. We waited one more day just to make sure we got the uh, first round under our belts. And uh, we're also going to kind of wrap up the season for a couple of the teams here in Denver. Uh, what are we going to do first, actually? I don't know if we talked about the order on that. Uh, I wanted to do the, the tweet of the week. Of course. Yes, we can do yes. that here. Uh, oh, then, as far as topics go, I want to do the draft first. All right. So we'll do that. But first, tweet of the week. Yeah, which I thought was a good one. It was uh, Yahoo Sports shared out a story where they embedded a bunch of tweets from the Rockies responding to trolls about uh, Jenny Kavnar doing her call for the Rockies the other day. Yeah. Which, like, that whole moment was pretty special, but she did a really fantastic job. I, I want to start with that, and I also want a T-shirt, a Rockies T-shirt that says Fire Up the Fountains. That was one of <laughs> that was one of the best calls. Her that home I've run ever call heard. was great. Yeah, it was pretty solid. But the the hate she got on Twitter was just so unnecessary. But the Rockies handled it because their Twitter team is ridiculously amazing, and it was solid. That's like the, yeah. uh, the responses weren't just snark back and forth. No, it was laid bare. Saying this, this what was one of the uh, responses was this is a shameful and embarrassing take. Yeah, it was someone yeah. just talking about. And what's great is a lot of these. Well, one were obvious troll accounts that were created just for the purpose of trolling. Right. Sure. And sure. that's and whenever you see that, you should call it out uh, because. It, side note: something. Uh, if I'm if I'm on Twitter and I see something that looks like a troll, I'll just report it real quick as a. You can report as spam. Not well. You do spam. Yeah, I don't do that one. I do it as uh, this person is pretending to be someone else. Mm. That and mm-hmm. it, so that could be just about anything. And you'd be surprised. Almost a one hundred percent return rate from Twitter saying be like this count was in violation of whatever. Wow. Uh, that said, um, not that I'm sitting there like reporting every like account I see. I did like how they just took their time to say you're wrong. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and if you want to say that she wasn't the best play-by-play person you've ever heard, like. Yikes. But fine. You can say that um, you're entitled to your opinion when it comes to that. Right. But and things you need to understand. It was her first play-by-play call. Absolutely. And she did a great job for it being her first play-by-play call. And 
as soon as you say anything about her being a woman alongside of your critique of her play-by-play, you automatically nullify anything that you say. Like, nobody's yeah. listening to yeah, you man. anymore. You are just a troll, and you're annoying, and you you automatically make your take, your point, worthless as soon as you say that, because it's ridiculous and stupid, so... And you made a good point about being the first game, regardless of anything. I had a program director years ago, long-time program director, and his take was, it stuck with me, is uh, I will never air check anyone in their first shift. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Uh, because everything is so weird and new at that point. Like, you're just learning where everything is. And so I, I would go so far to say I wouldn't air check someone after their first week. Yeah. I would say, you know, let them get comfortable a little bit. I would go as far and say that I don't know that I'd go back and listen to the first worst damn show. Right, right. And here's the If you're saying that she didn't earn that spot, you're, you couldn't be more wrong. I mean, I think it's, oh, if, I, if I remember her stats right, and I'm only quoting these off a tweet that I saw, so they, I could be getting the numbers wrong, but I believe she's been in ML for 12 years doing sideline reporting and desk work. Um, she's worked with the Padres and Rockies. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're her, fine. But, um, her uh, her work that she did with Spillboard is like in between innings or yeah. at, the, at the end of the, the show. I've always thought she always had a solid energy, good takes, and so it was only natural to see And she, she knows what she's talking about. She's incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to baseball. So if you're saying like, oh, you just gave her that spot because she's a woman, that's disgusting, man. Like, this is how it works in our industry. You work somewhere really hard doing other jobs to get to the one that you want to do eventually. When I started out as a promo assistant, my life goal in radio wasn't to be a promo assistant, but you've got to take those jobs and work her way through. She's been doing it for 12 years. She paid her dues. Yeah, so anybody who says that she didn't earn it, it's just, I don't know, it was a a frustrating night for sure to see that. It was also frustrating when the Rockies actually replied to it, where she called a, a a ball hit to second base and she said it was hit to the shortstop or or vice versa. I can't remember Uh, exactly what the call was, but somebody's take on it was, well, she's a crappy announcer because she miscalled that. I was like, bro, I have listened to Jack Corrigan, Jimmy Schemmel, like all of these guys who have been voices. Every now and then you just miss one because you don't see it. It's a fast moving play and you don't see it right away. Well, and I misspeak all the time. We all do. (laughs) We all do. I don't know. And not just in our worst damn sports Yeah, Like on air, on my regular job. Yeah. Right. So like for that to just to be a take that somebody was trying to use, I was just like, that's terrible. Like, are you serious? Find any longtime broadcaster to listen to any... Next one, like next time Joe Buck's on or it, Chris Collinsworth, listen to one of these guys, you will hear many mistakes. Yeah, uh, Phil Sims, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so anyway, let's not talk about the trolls for like yeah. ten seconds though, and say how happy we are for Jenny Kavnar. It was really cool to uh, hear her. To the whole experience was awesome, and I thought she did a great job. And she didn't let the the people get her down, man. All of her feedback, all of her responses and tweets out since that game have been nothing but just radiant. She was stoked, and, yeah. and I'm happy for it. That was awesome. Really cool. All right, let's talk about the draft. <clears throat> Topic one. We are talking about the draft. <laughs> uh, of course, the Broncos made a huge pick last night a guy a guy this is the best part that i thought was the reaction from elway this was a guy that they had no mock-ups of selecting bradley chubb at all they didn't expect him to be there yeah they didn't I mean, expect the him to be denzel there. ward was the shock 
Oh, right? yeah, yeah, totally. Everything totally. kind of fell. I mean, Mayfield and Darnold switched places, I think, for a lot of people. But you knew those two guys were going to be gone by three, I think. I think we all kind of felt that way. Mm-hmm. Didn't know, you know, honestly, from a, there was a lot of hype about the drama of this draft, especially the first five picks. And for the first time ever, I believe it actually lived up to the hype. Like there, I felt it. Like there was an excitement in my chest. Where I was like, "Who's it gonna be?" Yeah. And uh, and every single pick along the way, except for Barkley, that one was ruined uh, because I wasn't. I was telling Beardo I wasn't actually watching. I was recording it and I was doing some other stuff. And I was like, "I got to get to it as soon as I could." And my phone, like a notification popped up from Beardo <laughs> that said something about like with Barkley going number two to the Giants. Ah. Oh, Damn it! <laughs> Ruin! And so I threw my phone in the trash. Well, you shouldn't. I mean, you should know that you're going to get updates on your phone. I shouldn't. It, well, it's not. I didn't even look at Twitter. It just did that flash in front of me. It's like, it's ah. like if you don't want to know the score of the game, you just like have your phone off. I tried yeah. to. I turned it upside down. <laughs> yep. But then after that, I was like, whatever. I'm doing. Screw it. <laughs> Went and started watching it from the beginning. Uh, so I think Ward was the big shock, and uh, that's why Elway probably didn't have. Any mocks where Chubb's available at five, uh, and surprise. I, I, <laughs> the unofficial word from everyone talking at the stadium last night, because I was at the draft party, which was a huge success. First time they've ever done it at the stadium, almost a thousand people there. Yeah. Wow. Tons of I saw uh, the pictures. Yeah. They had players. Uh, we, we, uh, Orange and Blue 760 was the station down there, and they had Garrett Bowles. They talked to, uh, Jake Butt, uh, Justin Simmons, like a bunch of guys. Um, so that was cool. Plus all the sponsors, everything. The thing that was going on is there was a lot of like Broncos personnel there because of this. And their big talk was that potentially that the minute Darnold came off the board, that's when they started talking to Buffalo yeah. about making that trade. Cause they just, they just assumed, well, by the time we get to five, Darnold Mayfield Chubb all gone. Yeah, from the Bills end of it, obviously I follow more Buffalo media because I'm trying to get the inside scoop for them. From the Bills end of it, they had a deal done with the Giants, Mm -hmm. and then when the Browns didn't take Barkley, the Giants said stop taking calls from the Bills. They had a deal done with the Browns, uh, well, not done, they had a deal in place with the Browns, and then the Browns asked for more at the four pick. And so the Bills turned them down, and then they had a deal done with the Broncos. Like, it was finished. And then Chubb fell to them, and Elway called them back and said, Sorry, guys. We got to take Chubb, <laughs> which I don't blame him for at all. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I We talked about it in the mock. I had Chubb mocked to the Broncos. You did. Because it it is, I mean, think about Super Bowl 50, right? It was terrorizing. Other teams' offenses. It didn't matter what they were trying to do offensively because they had matter. no time. They had no time. You couldn't run the ball. You couldn't pass the ball. And I think you're not that far removed from that. And when you add a guy who is probably the best defensive player in the draft, he wasn't the number first defensive player taken, granted, but is probably the best defensive player in the draft, and you put him alongside a guy like Von Miller, and you can either stunt those guys on the same side or put them across from each other or put Shane Ray on the other side of both of them, you're talking about terrorizing offenses for the next five to ten years. And he's a big enough guy and a player that has, I mean, in college is a different game, where he could play inside versus just being that outside pass rusher. But I think they're going to bracket him. I think they're just going to make another Von Miller in the outside and hopefully 
free up their twenty million dollar man from being double team constantly. Yeah, I think I think you're going to have a Demarcus Ware Von Miller situation. Yes, I mean, except for a Demarcus Ware who's twenty one years old and has a right, lot in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the big thing that they were talking about last night, the, the reason that I liked this pick after the initial shock of us actually getting this pick war off, because like yeah. I, I was one of those people that's just like, hold what. What are what what's going on here? Denzel Ward at four? What right. what? <laughs> but as soon as they did that, you knew, right? Oh yeah. Because as oh, soon as yeah. they did that, I'm like Chubb's gone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it took me that long to like make me realize that's who I would really wanted. You know, because what am I? I don't. I'm not a GM. I don't know anything about football other than like my own feelings about it. Mm. The quarterbacks were all just like such a toss up. You never know. And and I mean, we were all excited about Paxton Lynch uh, when we took him. Um, Saquon Barkley would have been nice, but he wasn't there. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There, Quentin Nelson is really cool, but it's not sexy. Yeah. And when they said, not Bradley Chubb. Like, that's basically what I got out of that pick when, you know, it, the name didn't even settle in. I was just like, who? Wait, what? Uh, that's, <laughs> well, the Browns you're talking about when they announced yes, Ward. Yeah. They yeah. announced Ward. I was just like, uh, that is not a name I expected at all. Yeah. So, therefore, Bradley Chubb, amazing. I think it's going to, I think it's a great pickup. I love it. Well, and listen, here's the thing it's exciting for right now. Right, this Broncos well, yeah, team it's gets, the draft. <laughs> gets gets no, no. I mean, for the even for this upcoming year, this Bronco team gets much, much better. Yes, and you're it, that's way more of a guarantee than maybe any of the other positions that they could have taken. Is that Chubb will at least do something? He's also making um, all the other players happy. On right, this team. The, the players ha- were made no bones about it that they think they're ready and what they need is defense, and not just on the defense. Yeah. I mean, think about how Case Keenum probably exactly. Felt. Yeah, but what you are sacrificing is. And this is something that you guys don't have to talk about as often because you don't have the kind of turnover rate that a team like the Bills do or the the Browns do. Five years from now, Vance Joseph might not be here. Five years from now, John Elway (laughs) might not even be here. And so you got to, as a fan, you're worried about a longer term outlook than maybe even the GM of the team, which is crazy to think about. But you're more concerned about the long run than maybe even the GM is. And so you, yes, everybody's more excited right now because that pick affects it more right now. But if Rosen or Allen turn into franchise quarterbacks, yep. Tom Brady's or Aaron Rodgers, you're, it's going to be, you're trading your happiness three years from now for your happiness this year. Well, I guess we'll see this thing you never know. And I've right. always thought sure. that I think it was my take. Early on, out of those four quarterbacks, I think we're going to have two Peyton Mannings. We're going to have two Ryan Leafs. It's yeah, just not it's who possible. I going back to our mock drafts. I yep. had Baker Mayfield going number one to the Cleveland Browns. You did, but not because I thought he was the best quarterback. But my take was because Cleveland Browns make bad decisions, and so <laughs> yep. I, I who know I don't know. I'm just this me just being a you know a smartass about it. But that the Denzel Ward thing together, okay. Uh, and the thing is, we, wrong, yeah, we won't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but I will tell you this as uh, a Rust Belt guy, again, we'll reference my bills. The, like, that Browns team needs that swag. 
I I and I, said, I think I said it when you mocked it to mocked him to them as yeah. well. Like that team has been one in uh, thirty uh, one. They've won one, one game in the last two years. One in thirty one <laughs> over the last two years. You need a little bit of swagger, right? Yeah. And if it comes in the form of Baker Mayfield shooting his mouth off. Okay, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. If that's what gives that team a little bit of confidence, they need something to They've change done this the culture. There, swaggery quarterback thing a few years ago, and well, that didn't work that, out either. There was a but substance know, abuse problem that was a little bit different there. So. I, think, I think there's a skill level. Like I don't, I don't think he was cut out. Talking about Johnny Menzel. That said, every draft is different. Every yeah. player is different. You never know, and that's the whole thing about the draft is you could go through every single first round in the history of the draft and see. Huge busts and huge gets all the way around. Like it or love it? Our pick or your pick? Absolutely love it, yeah. Love it? Like it or love it? No, I love it too, man. I do. I think that uh, it, it was, to Steve's point, the listening to player reactions last night, seeing Von Miller's reaction right. on Instagram, yep. listening to Justin Simmons talk about the pick, listening to some of the offensive players talk about the pick afterwards. Everybody thinks that this dude is going to come in and make a difference. Now, I don't know that we had that reaction when we drafted – a couple of the guys in the last couple of years. I don't know that we had that reaction when we drafted Paxton Lynch. Yeah. I don't think there was anybody in there that said he's going to come in and take over. Yeah, but that's picking but they, whatever, 19, not five. Right, right. So hearing that and hearing how excited people are for this defense and, and how excited he was with his reaction, he's actually doing his press conference later today. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I think that this is an impact player for sure that I honestly didn't think that we were going to get. I uh, the other thing that is super nice about this draft, kind of looking forward instead of back where it is, there are some real nice players still on the board. I thought and only for a couple sure, picks away. Yeah, I thought um, I thought uh, Jackson was maybe going to be available. Lamar Jackson. I I really honestly I've got a friend in Philadelphia yeah. and they didn't have a second or third round pick this year, and I'm like, someone's going to want that fifth year option. On Jackson, because if you if you draft him in the second round, it's only a four year contract. If you draft him in the first round, you get that option for a fifth year, yeah. which for a quarterback is huge because it's a year of cost control that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Um, but you've got the guard uh, Hernandez, is that right? Yep. So I and actually, it, yeah. Okay. Got oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And that said, to to your point with him, uh, as soon as uh, Sony Michelle was taken off the board by the Patriots, this is from Sal Palantonio, Philly guy. He said his team was like definitely all in and getting rid of that pick. Yeah. Because that's the only person that they really had. Uh, yeah. the circle and they don't the need, I mean, their roster is ridiculous right now. Have you looked at the Eagles roster? They funny. are stacked. Yeah. It is the most complete roster in the NFL by a long shot. So. So let's yeah. talk about a second and third for Bronco, or deeper if you really can wrap your head around that. So the the big positions of need, I guess we can start there, uh, that people are saying that the Broncos need are a wide receiver, a guard, a tight end, and a running back. Guard is the one that kind of makes me wonder, like not and instead of tackle, I feel like tackle was kind of our our bigger thing. But if they feel like they can get a guard and shift somebody out who was there, yeah, then that might be what they're looking at. Uh, that said, the the biggest name on the board, if we're looking at linemen, is Will Hernandez. Uh, then we have uh, Connor Williams, the offensive tackle out of Texas, and then there was one other one, Orlando Brown. That was the OU. Other one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, and there's other positions too. I mean, the offensive line obviously has been a, a big talking point for the Broncos for a while, but now you got to look at running back. Yep. You got Geist there. He's the LSU kid. 
You've got. That's uh, how you pronounce that. Yeah, Darius Geis. <laughs> okay. I prefer juice. Uh, um, you've got uh, Chubb. Chubb there. I mean, it only makes sense. <laughs> Don't come on. <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be really funny Chubb if we Chubb. drafted Chubb and Chubb. Is and he is he second round or is he? I think he's third. Or is he late second round? Because Broncos have us uh, two twos. Is that right? Two twos or one? Uh, we have one two. Two threes, two fours, okay. two fives. Okay, that's what yeah. it is. That's where we did And I, I see Chubb in the third round. Here's the guy that I really like that I don't know how he fits into NFL um, boards, but on Johnson from Auburn. If you watched an Auburn game last year, he was just dominant. And I don't know why he's not getting so much love on these draft boards and so on and so forth, but maybe another guy to look for in the third round. Then you still got, uh, who's the tight end? Do you have that there? I think his name's Hayden Hurst, or is that the one that went? I, I think that they'd be stretching to try to add a tight end to their roster. This Hayden Hurst or Goddard, so I, I many can't other remember needs. which one. I mean, but, I think that, well, we guess we don't know anything about but, but if, if but, but, <laughs> if he ends up being anything like he was his, his uh, last year at Michigan before he got hurt, you're talking about one of the premier receiving tight ends in all of college football that they picked up late rounds last year. Yeah, uh... I think but I, they don't have a big tight end. I think yeah. running two tight ends though is yeah. totally possible. And they, really, they are su- super thin at that position. They lost a lot of lost a lot of weight there. And then I, I personally, they haven't had a good third receiver since Wes Welker. I mean, they haven't had a slot guy they since Welker. Absolutely lost. need to add a receiver. Um, they've yeah, just because yeah. They don't have they don't have that they don't have their third guy. Well, and it, they it just since a while, yeah. It makes such a difference when you can impact that middle of the field, and if you can't do it with a tight end, you got to do it with a slot receiver, and they haven't had either. So I think that it's a big deal for them to get a running back. I think it's a big deal for them to get somebody who can affect that middle of the field. Now, listen, Alvin Kamara affected the middle of the field by coming out of the backfield and catching passes. You know what I mean? So so whether it's a running back, a tight end, or a slot wide receiver, they've got to get somebody who can draw attention to the middle of the field and take some pressure off Thomas and Sanders. If they're sitting where they are right now and Mason Rudolph is still available, do you take a chance on that as a quarterback for the future? Or do you stick to your current needs? The quarterback that I've heard or the two quarterbacks that I've heard have been tied to the Broncos, and this was all coming from last night with everybody analyzing thing, is not so much Mason Rudolph. It's more Luke Falk and Kyle Laletta. And is that more third round worthy? Laletta's probably third, fourth. Late, well, I've heard as high as late second for Laletta. Really? Yeah. Um, Falk, I've heard third, fourth. Okay. Um, Interesting. I like, so I like Rudolph, but I don't like spending your fifth pick in the second round on him. Especially when they really could use someone like Will Hernandez if he was available. Well, you had five quarterbacks go in the first round, right? And presumably, uh, thank you, Bills, not all of them deserved <laughs> to go there, right? Uh, and those are all teams that, that are going to use them right away. Like, there are teams out there that still could use a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, New England Patriots, sure. good example. Uh, but I can't really think of any other top, Saints, top of my head. Chargers. Yeah, 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 you're right. Steelers, all teams that could draft a a backup upcoming. Um, But with with that many quarterbacks going in the first round where maybe they shouldn't have, uh, you are pushing talent down the board, which means if you have the fifth pick in the second round and five quarterbacks went in the first round, you might be able to get a sneak of first-round talent in there at pick five. We have the eighth pick 
in the second round. Okay. The Colts have a couple, uh, I was looking at it uh, this morning, but I think with these later rounds, now's the time that we start addressing offense. There is a name out there, though, that if we don't get a running back in the second or third, that we might be able to get in the fourth. Or even the fifth. Are you going to go all home around me? Right I am. Now, I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay. Hey, that's my take. <laughs> I think that I think that that guy could make a difference because he's, he's one of those so dudes. Good. He's one of those dudes that's almost built like a Christian McCaffrey. Granted, he didn't have the the same career, but he wasn't I think, playing at Stanford either. Uh, also, good point. Yeah. But I think that he could come in, make a difference, make catches out of the backfield, give us an extra weapon. Uh, for a Case Keenum that could you know screen almost like Christian does with. Uh, Cam Newton down in Carolina and I don't know that we'd have to spend high draft capital now to get him I think he's still going to be there there's not a lot of people talking about Lindsay I don't think he's the bell cow back that you would need but absolutely I think he's a solid player he's a smaller guy but just I mean I think that's part of it he's been playing under the radar at CU for the last several years but when you watched him play he was just one of those electric guys like he he always got more than was there should I yeah. just should I just let you guys have your 303 moment in the sun and not ruin that for why you? would you argue against <laughs> Philip Lindsay as a later round draft pick I think he's a great I think he's a Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. He's going to make a difference in someone's team. First of all, he's used up. Colorado ran him into the ground. Yeah, he definitely played a lot. He got way more touches than a lot of other running backs. Uh, second of all, I just he's he, there's nothing that he does that's elite. His heart is elite. But there's nothing that he does that's elite, and I, I just, it would be a great story. Again, And uh, if he came in and made any kind of difference, even made the roster, it would be a great story. I just, when I'm talking about you getting do you think, somebody like Darius Geis at the f- whatever pick of the second round, that's a guy who's like going to make an impact on the offense, whereas Philip Lindsay's just probably going to be a guy well I, I agree with that part but how many guys are there in the later rounds of the pick that actually make the the team I'm, I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be Todd Gurley but I'm saying he could be Danny Woodhead do you disagree there um a little bit okay I just my thing is I just I think that there's other glaring needs for the Broncos than taking a running back in the second or third so if we if we don't then we have a an option in the fourth. I think fifth. the line needs to be addressed first and foremost. Agreed. That's a that's the number one priority of the second round. Then after that, there's a lot of capital you can I mean, spend in any direction. We didn't take a quarterback, so obviously we believe in Case Keenum. Why not get the guys that are going to protect him? Well, but yeah. that's the thing. So I, it's not necessarily. It doesn't have to be a running back for me. But like I said before, it has to be 
to me, somebody who can affect the middle of the field on offense, so slot receiver, tight end, or a running back that can catch, or somebody who can protect Keenum alignment. I think those are the two selections that you need to make in whatever order that sure. you make them. Uh, I think those are the two most pressing things that the Broncos have to figure out. Where do you see a guy like uh, Gallup from CSU falling? I have no idea. No idea. I'm just, I, I mean, if we're talking wide receiver, he's, I know his name has come up a lot, but I don't know how many teams are <sighs> looking to, to draft him out of the I game. I watched That's him the other a little bit too. at the Senior yeah. Bowl, but I, like, I, again... Perhaps he'd know that's a late round flyer, which we don't have, uh, or a free agent pickup if he doesn't get drafted. Then undrafted. I mean, John Elway loves his undrafted players. So hey. <laughs> maybe it's maybe we get lucky there. He is uh, his favorite target during his playing years uh, was undrafted. Right. Mr. Rod Smith, who yeah. he he was the guy like their favorite Rod Smith story is the fact that he was actually graduated after his third year but he kept coming back just so he could play football like to get, <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> you know he actually collected three degrees while he was uh while he was continuing to go to school to be noticed as a nfl prospect really that's interesting and uh, he had taken at the end of his rookie year he had taken his money that he made his rookie year that whatever base couple hundred thousand dollars at the time and turned it into like a couple million because he was like a finance major is like part of it so, <laughs> smart guy right around plus well, he invested in blackjack pizza well i mean like <laughs> when you look at when you look at some of our players now one of the most i'd say one of the top corners in the game was an undrafted guy chris harris Absolutely. Oh, there's yeah. tons of there's tons of undrafted success stories yeah. on, on the Broncos. So, so I don't know. I mean, they they've got an eye for it. So maybe if, if Gallup's one of those dudes, he, who knows? Maybe that's fun. I feel like we could talk about this forever, but we have to move on. Where we move on with the worst damn sports show, uh, we're talking about something that we like. This is called Lay It on Thick, and we discuss wonderful things here in the world of sports or otherwise. I don't know if anyone has anything teed up right now they'd like to use. You can go first if you want. Right. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to take the really obvious one because I'm uh, underprepared, but it was a <laughs> uh, hell of a moment last night. Uh, Ryan Shazier. Absolutely. That was cool. I didn't even notice that was happening because I had yeah. volume down. Taking his first steps in public uh, to walk across the stage and announce uh, the pick for the Steelers yesterday. And um, I don't know. A lot of times they do those sappy moments. And I'm just like, oh, my God, whatever. But him walking across that stage was... I don't know. It was it was amazing to see. If you've ever played football at any level, you always knew that like getting hurt was a possibility and that could be a thing, and you never thought it was actually going to happen. So to see somebody go through that always is just kind of heart-wrenching. Um, and to see him fighting his way back uh, to a normal life, I mean, forget football, but just to a normal life, uh, walking across that stage with his fiance was really cool yesterday. Yeah, and I didn't even know that that was happening. Like, did they announce that anywhere prior? No, they kept it secret. And uh, it was funny because I, at that point, had gone home. And uh, so I was watching Twitter a little bit more closely. And you were getting Schefter and Rappaport and all those guys being like, tune in right now. You're not going to want to miss this moment. And I was like, oh, God, how much are they paying these guys to send out that tweet? And it ended up being Shazier walking across the stage, which they hadn't announced at all. So Yeah, man. Like, I was was sitting in the the lobby or not lobby but like the area where the draft party at, at mile high was going on and all of a sudden like you see him walk out and everybody just their jaws dropped and like 
I got emotional watching it. Like, holy crap. I I didn't even know that this dude was in a position to walk yet. Yeah. So that, I mean. Yeah, they, yeah. he had been at a Penguins game and did a little terrible towel action, but he was just standing there. He was stationary. Uh, this was the first time that anybody has seen him actually walk. So it was, it was, it was touching. Sweet. Cool. I'll, uh, I'll lay it on thick for uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Marshawn Lattimore, who spent a little time last night during the draft to retweet all of the bust tweets that uh, he saw last year for him <laughs> after he was uh, drafted by the uh, New Orleans Saints. And some of the uh, highlights would be uh, from Brian Goodwin. I see Marshawn Lattimore as Justin Gilbert 2.0. Gonna be a bust. Uh, Jason Petropolis. A few of my draft takes. Marshawn Lattimore, huge bust. Kyle Milligan, bust. It, it goes on and on, obviously, with him like doing his own commentary with it. Basically showing, once again, that draft pundits, especially pre-draft, including all of us, what do you write on? Like 50% of the time that you're like saying someone is a bust or not. So we never know, especially when it comes to a team, a pick like Martian Lattimore or a team like the New Orleans Saints, who generally got poor grades for their draft last year. And all they got out of it was the offensive and defensive players, like rookies of the year. Yeah. And I'll go, I'll take it one step further. Yeah. JJ Watt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> defensive player of the year. Period. Not rookie. Many, just many, many period. times. Over, yeah, uh, he started tweeting out all the fan comments from the Houston Texans when they announced that he was their pick. <laughs> the Facebook. Oh, did you see that one? That was like, yeah. The Facebook comments were brutal. Out of the first hundred comments, most of them were just like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. Yes. There was like, there was like one person that was like, Sweet. "Welcome to Houston, JJ Watt." <laughs> and I was like, "I hope he finds that guy and like sends him a signed jersey." He's like, "Thanks for being a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for supporting yeah. me from day one." Because yeah. Literally no one else Everyone did. else was talking <laughs> So I would say Marshall Lanamore Or just generally Bad draft takes I like you <laughs> I am gonna go ahead And lay it on thick For Chubby's Restaurant Here in Denver The reason I'm gonna lay it on thick For Chubby's Restaurant Here in Denver Is because uh, One We don't have a sponsor For this show So I think I, hey, I think, Delicious Chubby's uh, Restaurant Chubby's Yeah I think I can find a way To, to, to make <laughs> Did Which threw me off Because I had a point <laughs> Never clean that out And use it out of context I'm sorry What was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right yeah. So not only do we need a sponsor, but there's a new player in Denver yeah. that could also use a couple of local endorsements. Now, see, Chubbies, this is your opportunity to step up to the plate, invite Worst Dam out to uh, a welcoming party, if you will, for Bradley Chubb. We yeah. could be there. We could facilitate like a meet and greet situation. We could talk about it on the podcast. And of course, it doesn't fit any better with any other player on the Broncos than the guy whose last yeah. name is Chubb. And if we get Nick Chubb, then we're really in Chubb. business. Yeah. I, I would say, uh, by the way, if you haven't tried Chubbies, Oh my god! And if you get it to go, they put it in a container. If it's like a smothered burrito, where they have to wrap it in plastic because it's just so soggy and mm. awesome. Uh, two, Nick, uh, Bradley Chubb does not need any more sponsors if you follow his Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bose Which, and Old Spice have been all over that. Which, by the way, I liked your tweet from yesterday. The real, the, the most impressive part about Bradley Chubb. It's, 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 his it's, handle it's, is astronaut. <laughs> Straight up. Like, That's how you, crazy. How do you get just astronaut? Like, not astronaut 47 or like, you know, no. as straight up. And his dad retweeted that, whose handle is Big Red Chubb. 
What? All right. So maybe. It's so good. So good. Maybe we tie all of all of Bradley Chubb's sponsors together in one massive event at Chubby's. We host the event yeah. at Chubby's and we broadcast using Bose sound equipment. And then afterwards, we can all lather up with Old Spice when we get the meat sweats okay. from their burrito. Can you stop talking about lathering up Chubb's? Yeah. Next topic, please. Thanks. Yeah, I feel terrible. Second topic. This this one's going to be a little bit quicker, obviously, because we spent a whole lot of time with the draft, as it should. Uh, but we also, because we don't have a lot to talk about, other than the fact that, boy, we had some good seasons out of our other two teams that were playing at the time. Rockies aside, we got the Avalanche and the Nuggets that, that wrap things up. Avalanche was obviously making the playoffs this year unexpectedly, and not only that, but taking the Nashville Predators, the favorite to win the Cup, to six games. Uh, they were they were popped out of there pretty hard to that last game. Yeah, it was it was a tough one to watch, but boy, was it! it I mean, it was a fun postseason. You know, other than that last game, all of the games were relatively close. They were high energy, especially you know those last couple of games, like games three and four, five even, yeah. like the the miraculous comeback in game that five. Was amazing! To win it. The, the, I, I, that was my tweet too. One of the most fun times I've had watching hockey. That I can remember. Eight yeah. years. Like, that was so exciting. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And now we've got a lot of good things still to look forward to with the Avs, even though the season is over. Our coach, Coach Bednar, is uh, one of the finalists for Coach of the Year. And, and uh, is this the youngest team in the NHL? It is the youngest team right. in the NHL. So we've got that moving forward. We have a lot to improve upon. And the fact that the youngest team took the league favorite to six games in the playoffs with a, a lot of these guys, it was their first year ever yeah. in the playoffs. I think that says a lot about this team and what we can expect for the future. I, I think we need maybe one veteran piece. Hello, John Tavares. Uh, oh, to, wow, what a to, pipe dream. To, to, come, <laughs> to come to Colorado oh, and and help us win a Woo! cup maybe next year. But I think that's, I, at the end of the day, I think that's all that we're missing. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the studs are what missing. I mean, outside of McKinnon, who is just like head and shoulders above no oh, one else on the, and, on the team, and he is. They, I don't think they've announced the finalists for the heart. Did yet. I say McKinnis or McKinnon? McKinnon. You, you said McKinnon. Okay, I think right. we're good. I don't think they have. I think that's the one I've been waiting. They've they've announced a lot of the others, like defensive player and, and stuff like that. But I think we're still waiting for the heart trophy for overall MVP. And if he is not at least in the top three, I he might not be in the top three. Just because they got eliminated from the playoffs? Uh, no, it's supposed to your vo- voting ends right at the end of the first round, or right at the beginning of the first round, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So it shouldn't affect it. And that said, with but, the, when it comes to the, that team, and the, the Avs, I think it's really great that they made the playoffs, they got that experience. They, they had like a, 11 games combined or something. I think maybe that was just the defenseman uh, as far as playoff experience. Yeah. And, that, and now they've you know, tripled that. Like with Because, again, everyone on the team actually scored some experience. Yeah, and they were beat up, man. I mean, you're without your top two goaltenders for half yeah. the series. Top defensive player. You didn't have your top defenseman. Uh, so the, the team is going to improve just by getting healthy. Sure. Um, so, I mean, there's there's lots of good things to say about the Avs. I think the best thing to say um, has nothing to do with the playoffs. It has to do with them getting there. It was Agreed. it was the Blues game. Yeah. It There's something to be said for when your team is against the ba- – backs are against the wall, can, can they do it? And teams like the Capitals, right, they're labeled as choke artists. Because why? Because every time their backs are against the wall, they fall apart. Every time they play the Penguins, they – well, this was the first time where the Avs had their backs up against the wall, and not only did they win a Game 5 in Nashville, 
but they also won the home game versus the Blues. That was a playing game. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's I think that's something to be said. And with the Nuggets on the flip side, I have come to terms with I think it's actually best that they got knocked out when they did with that one game playoff, basically the very last game of the season, because it is a team that really did improve like throughout the year. And I think it's the team that's going to be together for, I believe for the most part next year. And they'll have that, like they'll have that where they remember all these small games that they let slip by during the season, where maybe that'll be in the back of their head, where there'll be a little more sense of urgency earlier in the season to win those games. Cause they're only, you know, a, Two wins away from being middle of the pack for the playoffs, not even making the playoffs. Well, and my favorite thing about the Nuggets is if you look at it objectively, the Western Conference is tougher than the Eastern Conference. Agreed. Um, They finished four wins behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. Cavaliers had 50 wins. Nuggets had 46. They finished six wins behind the 76ers. You know everybody's hot pick right now to win right. the NBA Finals? <laughs> yeah, they finished six games behind. They, they had six less wins. And they had absolutely six games that they left on the table. Exactly. The exactly. And so if if you get them to mature a little bit, I don't know, the chip on the shoulder thing, I hope that motivates them. But I just don't think they're that far away. You know? I don't think it's chip on the shoulder thing necessarily as – they don't want to be in the same position as they were last year. Like they, 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 hopefully they would be like, I don't want to be fighting for the last playoff spot. Like I want to, I want to solidify this thing a week out yeah. if we can, and maybe get into that mindset versus like, I hope we make the playoffs. No, we're going to make the playoffs. It just matters. I want to, we're fighting for a seed. Yeah. And I think what you said is right. There's way more than six games that they let slip. Maybe we didn't have their best night. So, so hopefully they can get it next year. Do you think that, do we all think that Malone stays the coach? Do we I, think that that I, would? I, it was questionable, like with making a month left in the season, but I think he's going to be there this year. Now, why, why would they change anything after they got so close? Sure. I'm and unfortunately going to say, yes, I believe he's the coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my thing with it. I think he stays. I just don't know. If, I, I don't know. I feel that's like, the other part. If they didn't rattle off, you know, six or seven games in a row at the end of the season before they lost, like they wouldn't have been in that position either. So they, there was a save at the end. Um, but but that's the same thing as the Avs, if you ask me. Yeah. Right? Like they knew the chips were down. Yeah. They knew that they were going to have to win probably five or or six of they their last no seven. Help throughout the end of the, the yeah. year. Everyone yeah. else went on a zero. Too. But even if they had gotten help, they still would have had to win five of seven or whatever. And they did it. Right. You know what I mean? They got themselves to that game. So that, to me, is the same thing as the Avs. All right, cool. That's that. This is this. Where we end things on the Worst Damn Sports Show period where we talk about exactly that. The worst thing that we came across, sports or otherwise. Who wants it? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go first, and I might uh, upset one of you. Okay. I am calling out the Buffalo Bills. Because <laughs> they traded. Uh, I, look, man, we all we all talked about them potentially trading up and, and how big of a possibility that was to go and get a quarterback. And they did it. They pulled it off. They traded up to number seven with Josh Rosen and Josh Allen sitting there. And they took Josh Allen. They took Josh Allen with Josh Rosen, arguably maybe the second best quarterback in this draft, still sitting there. And I think a guy that Dubs may or may not agree with might have been a better chance to be the starter than Josh Allen. I guess we will all see. Yeah, you don't know. 
Beardo. <laughs> I, I saw your reaction when I tweeted out, how do you feel about this pick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, man. Uh, I'm upset about it for several reasons. Nobody, Josh Allen is radioactive right now. Whatever team took him was going to have to explain it away to their fan base, and their fan base was not going to be happy. Even if he was the fourth one taken, like Arizona takes him, I think so. Okay, I think you still, especially with those tweets that came out, Mm. I think you still were. He's radioactive. You would have to explain to your fan base why you did it, and you would have to be right because if you're not, you're going to burn for it. That was the biggest question after the pick is. How is, how is his locker room going to react to that story? We're going to see. Apparently, they talked to leaders in the locker room about the tweets and how they felt about it. And the leader said he's going to have to come in and own it and show us that that's not who he is. So, I mean... A good lesson for anyone out there. Be like, if you were... If, if you do something like that, like, if you do some dumb move, it could come up and bite you many well, years And ago. some of them were even, like, song lyrics, you know what I mean? It's not... Yeah, sure. But at the same time, like you're saying, Steve, like, think about it. Really yeah. think about it, because... Especially in Rip's like, he was a child I know, like, at the time when still. it happened. And I get it. Like it's, like, it's not awesome what he did, but he's all, like... How many of us had done really stupid things when we're 17 years sure. old? Like, you're a different human yes. than, uh, you know. And it were, wasn't, it was like 13. It wasn't even 17. Oh, my God. I thought it was, fi- I thought it was five years ago. Yeah. The, outside of that, I mean, Beardo and I discussed, too, from the time you're 17 to the time you're 22, you're a completely different human for the most part. Yeah. 22 to, like, 28, that's a different story to 27. Like, you're pretty, you know, you're an you know, adult person. But if you're in high school to the time College like, teaches you a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Socially and otherwise. And, so. and the draft taught us that. Some teams made questionable quarterback decisions. <laughs> huh, so they got this guy named Tremaine Edwards, who is going to be a great yeah. middle linebacker. Right. Super excited yeah, yeah. about him. Silver lining, though. Silver God. lining. Okay. I'd like to follow up that one just because my uh, worst is Josh Rosen, who had the uh, was most quotable. He said that there were nine mistakes made ahead of him being picked at number 10, and he's going to prove them all wrong. Well, Josh Rosen. One, your math is all wrong because there's no way that Cleveland was going to pick two quarterbacks along the way. So already that's off. And plus, you got teams like Indianapolis and Chicago and San Francisco that are all like settled. That would be stupid if they drafted a quarterback anyway. So literally, only five teams made a mistake in front of you, perhaps. And I guess we'll all see. I, I don't know what he's complaining about. He landed in an amazing spot. He's in a great team. Yeah. He's, he's going to have to just chill behind or either that or fight against Sam Bradford. Like, well, Sam Bradford days. will get hurt the first game of yeah. the year. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then minute. Mike Glennon will play. And so, like, week eight, it'll be Rosen when they're one and seven. No, I, <laughs> I forgot that they got Glennon. They did, yeah. With Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's like in a Jared Goff situation right now where he can just chill and let everyone just be disaster in front of him. And he could be the savior. And even if he's not great, like, for the rest of the year, he's got a free pass. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. You want your quarterback to say anything else when he gets drafted? Uh, yeah, that's like, well, that's like the, the yin and the yang. Like, you know, well, you want like attitude and like, but Elway had that kind of mentality. Sure. Well, you know what like, I mean? Like Elway didn't want to play for the team that drafted him either. And, but then Elway came out and backed sure. it up. I mean, it's I'm all, not saying that. It's I'm all not saying just the about if he backs it up or not. You know right. what I mean? I'm not saying and, the attitude is wrong. I'm saying his math was wrong. And, and his follow up to his attitude was he was like, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna be pissed off, and I was gonna, it was gonna be hard to have that fake smile when somebody finally drafted me. But he's like, then Arizona made the call, and it was, 
there was no faking that smile. So, and I think it's a good spot. He's in a dome. He gets to sit for a year. He doesn't have to leave that area. southwest area, which I think is important for yeah. him. So. I guess that's part of it being the same thing with the Baker Mayfield thing. They, he live broadcast his self being drafted. He's on the phone with sure. the coaches. Kind of a douchey phone call, actually, on on either end. <laughs> the Cleveland like, guys talking to him, and his responses were like, "You know, you want to be drafted first? He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh my god, dude! Just like you know, have like a little like, "Yes, sir." You know, even just be excited. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland. I mean, listen. A lot of them are crying when that happens. So, um, <laughs> he was cut him a little bit uh, my worst, uh, real quick and easy, because again, I'm woefully unprepared, but it was kind of annoying last night. Uh, my worst is all you fans who are booing Roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my second one. Now listen, hilarious. now listen, I'm not saying that Roger Goodell doesn't deserve to be booed. I could name several reasons why I would boo Roger Goodell, but I'm willing to bet that the majority of you in that stadium had no idea why you were booing <laughs> Roger Goodell and you were just doing it because there were other people around you that were like oh it's the commissioner we've got to boo and then like alright so you do it for the first pick and that's kind of tradition now like Roger Goodell comes out and gets booed for the first pick fine but then nice. it was the second pick and the third pick, and the fourth stop. pick, and the fifth. Yeah. Hey, like, come on. Like, you don't even, you don't know why you're booing him. And then we're at pick 12, and you're booing Roger Goodell. And it's just like, shut up. He's got this huge grin on his face the whole time. <laughs> yeah. like, Laughing all the way to the bank. $40 million. That's yeah. what you made last year. But do we think that most of the boos were because of Dallas fans and the whole feud between Jerry and Roger and the Probably because Zeke got suspended and, yeah, whatever. He Who cares? Get booed everywhere. So, well, yeah. so, so boo him once and like let's can we move on please so i, I agree with worst. that i just figured it was mostly dallas that was throwing the the start of that boo in there and it, it, the funny part was goodell when he comes out with the dallas cowboys and he just stops he's like why are you booing the dallas cowboys i was like all right oh well he played. totally planned that on purpose he knew he was gonna yeah. get booed and he's like i'm bringing roger starbuck out with me how about that <laughs> And that is Worst Damn Sports Show, period. Thanks for making it to the end. Follow us at Worst Damn. That is at Beardo. Yes, sir. At Producer Dubs. Hi, that's me. And I'm at iHeartSteveB, and we are finished. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.